A warm welcome to all who come to St. Anne's today, to those who join us by way of live stream every Sunday at 11 o'clock. It's always a great privilege to celebrate weddings. And in 35 years of priesthood, I think I've done about 800. And every wedding is similar and every wedding is different. But when it comes time to preach to the couple and their family, guests, and friends, I always like to begin with a question. I'll say, for example, Colin, do you love Emily? And Colin says, absolutely. They always say that. <laughs> Emily, is it true? Do you love Colin? And most brides will say, absolutely. I say, Colin, there's then nothing you wouldn't do for Emily? I would do anything, Father. I said, would you even be willing to die for her? Now, sometimes there's a pause. But the groom regroups and says, absolutely. Emily, is it true? Would you do anything for him? Would you even be willing to die for Colin in this unconditional love that you have for him? Absolutely, she says. And I generally respond when I hear all that. And that, my dear friends, is why I never got married. <laughs> Can you love someone? Absolutely. Raise your hands if you think you can love absolutely. You're wrong. With all respect. See, only God is absolute. We are, in time and place, physically, by nature, in this passing universe, relative. God is absolute. Man, woman, are relative. Therefore, God can know and love absolutely because God alone is absolute. We can only love and know, therefore, relatively, right? See, a lot of times we think that we can be gods. We can know it all and have it all and be it all. We can love, absolutely. No. We cannot do that, absolutely. We're always going to be imperfect. Our best will never be perfect. Our best is only what? Relatively good enough. And that's good. That's who we are, that's our nature to know imperfectly, to love imperfectly, relatively. So if you're dating someone and she says, do you love me? Your response should be to her, relatively. <laughs> I think I did that 
years ago at age 18. And she didn't like that answer. So I became a priest. <laughs> no, think about it. And God knows that. See, he didn't create us to be gods who do things absolutely. He created us as humans who do things relative to him, relative to the absolute. So take yourself off the cross if you think you can love and serve God perfectly in this life. Save that for heaven. In the meantime, this side of heaven, lower the bar of expectation on yourself so you don't set the bar too high and become disappointed when you cannot love God and serve God. Absolutely, because you can't. It's an illusion. That's not meant to justify our imperfection. It's meant to explain it. See, and God knows that. So he has revealed something that's different from other religions in the history of mankind. That while in other religions, man has always attempted to appease and please the gods as perfectly as they can through forms of sacrifice to win their favor, blessing, power. We all know that that's never a real assurance. But with this God, he says, I will sacrifice for you. I will do this for you perfectly. The perfect cultic act of sacrifice. You can't do it for me, so I'm going to do it for you. See, that's different than the gods of other religions, where man is always trying to serve and know the gods as perfectly as they can. No, no, we can't, but he can. So in our spirituality, it's very important that we pause and remember this fact, because if we don't, we will treat our Christian religion, our faith, as a kind of spiritual Olympics. I'm going to go for the gold. Okay. Good luck. Now, there's a kind of pride in that, isn't there? I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it perfect. That's pride. Go with before the fall. The Lord loves a humble, contrite heart. Recognizes, yes, my sins, my imperfections. Yeah, that's okay. In fact, that's good. I recognize that I'm relative. In fact, in a couple of weeks, we go right back into Lent. It's hard to believe. February the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. What are you going to give your loved one? Ashes. Remember that you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. Relative, not absolute. So it's very important that we remember that fact of our faith and human nature. Now, things, we use that word absolute a lot, absolutely. This food is absolutely wonderful. Relatively. My family is absolutely the best. I doubt it. 
Christmas at St. Anne's was absolutely perfect. That's true. <laughs> that was true. Yeah, important to reflect on that, how relative everything is. And that we use everything that God has given us in our experience, in this time, in our lives, to glorify Him. To know Him, to serve Him with all our heart as best we can. But that's never going to be perfect, this side of heaven. Because he always wants us to recognize he alone is the Lord our God. Do not have strange gods before you. No other absolutes. In fact, there's a vodka named absolute, right? We should call it relative. <laughs> to do the best we can is not perfection. It's recognizing the Lord will perfect. That's different. See, he perfects me by his grace, not my works. So that's the difference now. So God wants to give us his life, his love, his grace to elevate our nature. That's his gift. That's his work. We've said before from this pulpit, when we come to Mass, the tendency is to think that I've got to pray as hard as I can, sing as heartfully as I can. Some of you like to sing off note. I remember that in choir as a boy when I would sing and sister said, James, you don't have to sing, just move your lips. No, when we come to Mass, the focus is not you, with all respect. It's not even us, with all respect. And sadly, it's not about me, with all respect. It's about him, the High Priest. We come to worship him, and we do it relatively. Relatively well, we try to do it as best we can, but that's never perfect. And see, when you get disappointed because things didn't work out as perfectly as you'd like. Maybe your children didn't work out as perfectly as you expected. Maybe your relationship with your wife, your husband, your parents, your children, the school, your work, this nation, this church, your pastor. Now that's absolute. But you're disappointed because you've raised the bar so high. That doesn't mean we can't work for what's best, but to recognize our best will never be perfect. His best is always perfect because it's absolute. So there's one thing that will never change in the course of this universe, and that is the nature of the mass because it's about the absolute truth the God-man who offers himself on an altar sacrifice and that has never changed since the Last Supper 2,000 plus years ago. This is my body 
which is for you. This is my blood, which is for you. Take, eat, take, drink. I'm doing this for you. Everything that I revealed was for you. Everything I've done is for you. Everything I continue to do until the end of time is for you. This is my body. I will love you unconditionally. Now that's the marriage act. See, The church is the bride of the bridegroom. You and I are members of that relationship. A new and eternal covenant of love. It's like marriage. But whereas Colin and Emily can only love relatively, he can love us absolutely. And that's magnificent, to know that God loves you, loves me. And his forgiveness and his mercy are absolute, and everything he speaks is absolute. Amazing. So reflect on that in this new year. Lower the bar of expectation on yourselves and your loved ones. But keep in mind our Lord. Focus on him who can do things absolutely. Enjoy this relatively beautiful day.